Afroverdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Hey everybody, it's been a while, but I am really happy to join you today. This is Victor Anakin, host of the Afroverdict podcast. For centuries, the world stage has been dominated by a select few Western powers, and their decisions have shaped global policy their interests prioritized. But the tides are shifting, a multipolar world is emerging, a world where power is decentralized and the voices of developing nations grow louder. The recent multipolarity forum in Russia became a focal point for this transformation. Its halls echoed with discussions of new alliances, shifting trade routes and the promise of a more balanced global order. On the sidelines of this pivotal event, I interviewed delegates from South Africa, Somalia, Kenya as well as Uganda and these are African nations rising to meet the challenges of the 21st century nations seeking a place in this changing landscape. We discuss the significance of multipolarity for Africa, the potential for great economic partnerships, increased agency in international affairs and the hope of breaking free from the remnants of a colonial past. It's a conversation about shaping Africa's destiny about finding strength in a world where every voice has the right to be heard. Let's get right to it. So first up, we are going to speak to uh, Mr. Abdinur Said, uh, who is the Secretary General of the Somali Intellectuals Forum, um, as well as the Somalis Liberation Movement. Well, let's hear what he has to say about multipolarity and the rest of the topics we're going to cover, including BRICS. Mr. Sai, thank you for joining me on the Afro Verdict podcast. Perhaps you could give our audience um, a, a short introduction with some background as to who you are and why this forum is important to you. My name is Abdelnour Sai. I'm a Somali a politician, Somali political forum and and uh, national movement. And also, I'm an uh, army in the army. I was a lieutenant before. I retired from the lieutenant. I was a uh, special forces in the country a uh, long time ago, like in 1983, like that, when the Soviet was insist. And also, I, uh, I was a member of the rebel who overthrew the regime of the, of the 19... Uh, 1982, I was in war. I was in war to overthrow the regime because the regime, he was uh, denied the, what the Soviet is doing for us. In that reason, I was uh, some officers who really not happy with the, what the, our government did uh, for the Soviet because they are chased away the Soviet because about the uh, Western infiltration made it that. Because the president, he <laughs> it was uh, really uh, some, you know, a misunderstanding created by the war of Ethiopia and Somalia. That is, Soviet was not happy with it. They want to keep us and their friend together. And that cannot happen when, you know, you need your interest, yeah. national interest to come in that reason. Then I'm like that. All right, well, it's a great honor and pleasure to have you join me today. Perhaps we could shed some light on why multipolarity is important for the African continent and for your country. What are your thoughts on that? Really, um, multipolarity in this, uh, it is a new, new window 
of the paradise in the world, as I feel, because we see that this is a gate to way, make way out from the mental concentration, or the anarchy, and the totalitarianism, and the, uh, you know, enslaving the society, and the bad, satanic ideology, which created gays, lesbians, dirty things like that one. Really, as I am Muslim, we are very disgusting to talk, even the, uh, the Christian, they never believe such ideology, but only this evil Western created this you know the new, new. They are becoming like a new god who created third human being, which is not uh, society cannot be united. And that reason, really, I feel this is a new window of the peace and prosperity to the world. And this Russia, we are happy about it. Russia to create forward this ideology. Because I, we are feeling as an ideology, because even the, the book which uh, Mr. Uh, you know, uh, Al-Sakandar Dugin write, some of our young boys, they are just picking out from the internet, and we, they are using, as a, it's a, they say, such human being, where he's been hiding. <laughs> they have, and this is uh, Mr. I saw that in the world, I became very happy when I see the Mr. Uh, Al-Sakandar Dugin. Is uh, giving the speech to the world because that is uh, really what we want. This kind of the conference is united the world against the imperialism, neocolonization, and the, you know, embarrassment and the anarchy of the society. And this must be stopped. And where only to stop is a such a mythology to be created through the human being, and it is a to 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 become obstacle of that. Yes, well, you've got a very, very good point there. Look, according to Russia's President Vladimir Putin, today's financial system is designed to serve the so-called golden billion. What changes do you think are needed to make the system guarantee development for all, not just Western countries? You know, Western countries, they are really, without colonization, they will not have got economic power. Without war, they cannot have got economic power. Uh, the ideology of uh, the way, way he say, Mr. Putin, to stop this uh, new colonization, uh, it is uh, economically, it is to create new world ideology. First of all, the Russia, now, you know, the, when the, because I was the, I was grow up in the camp of the military, which is uh, created by uh, uh, Marxism College. I will grow up that. That, yeah. And that, uh, uh, you know, socialism, Marxism college teach us a lot of ideology, which is uh, saying how to be liberal, how to be free from the hand of the involvement of the other, of the other dominations. Now, the, the Africa is the raw material parcel of West. If Mr. Boutin raised this ideology, 100% I'm sure, the Western domination of the world economy will, will, will be cut off. And only way to make it Western weak, because Western, they want colonization and anarchy. And this and anarchy is a part of uh, what the Russia received. Example, sanction they are put in Russia. Russia, that sanction never evoked Russia. I never see Russia evoked any 
any kind of uh, sanction because everything they have, Russia don't need the world anything, but the world needs Russia. Because we African, Russia hosted us. We need more hosts than this one because we need big brothers who defend our rights. Some of African intellectuals, I make with them debate. They told me, if, if the America continent and Western continent like this one, it is a better third, third world war to happen. And then when this destruction and fragmented the world, then we can raise up. And that is why human being taken such, a, you know, the America, because of the Western colonization system. Yeah, uh, Mr. Said, you have been talking quite extensively about an alternative to the Western-dominated global order. In your opinion, what is the role of the global South, including the African continent, in the emerging multipolar global architecture? This architecture can stop the Western-dominated world, can stop the new world order, can stop the, you know, liberalism, what they are calling uh, satanic mentality, call it... Uh, to create uh, lesbianism and gayism. This is the uh, only ideology to stop that. And that this agriculture is only helpful to the, as we African. Really, this we are very welcome about it. And why that's, I think, in, I found here more than African, uh, all the country of Africa uh, are participating in this conference. That's why we are happy for this, because of the what we receive in our country. Uh, example now, in my country, there is a five military base of Americans. Because of why? Because of our resource. We are victimized through our resource. Petrol, uh, fishing, uh, gas, uh, uranium, and gold. This is why they want to you know, the capture us and continue to consume that one. And only this ideology, if our young boys understand this one, we will raise up and we will stop it. And many Africans now raise up. If you go to African university now, really, everyone of us, of, because yesterday I, I passed, when I took in the visa, I just passed the Uganda. Uganda, I, uh, they are inviting me because sometimes in my country I'm a little bit famous to create, to say about the Western, but ideology, how they are dominated the world. Because I was the 1993 war of Black Hawk Down, if you remember it. And that reason they are saying, oh, look, uh, when I talking with them, they are complaining China. Because China, they are feeling that is the economical power who's coming. They want to, you know, fragment it and destroy it. They are want to also put sanction in the future. I'm sure that they are going to put sanction if they can, but now they have no ability to do that. Because you see, now French became very weak because of, they are lost only four bases of the African country, like Burkina Faso, uh, Niger, uh, Central Africa, and Mali. This four country now is free from the French hand. Once they feel like that one, they are now becoming weak of the, of the new you know, the resources. That reason now they are creating war. Example, look at Sudan, look at my country. Look, they are creating, look at Mozambique. They are creating always, they are preventing, for, you know, like they are saying, uh, creating the cause, how to occupy. They are creating the cause of occupation, means people to against each other, creating uh, bad leaders. Uh, corruption is a part of their life. Uh, to bribe the president, 
to become to re, to become president, somebody who is just a lion in the streets. They are creating their own henchmen to to dominate the country. And now we are fed up in that reason. But uh, leave the political groups, which are Western also oriented. But the society of Africa is a really with this conference. And the once we go back, if we give this idea which we found from here, and we are you know extend it, I hope another second time will not be like this one. Many African country will come, and the world will get changed. We think in Mr. Putin where he really he made. Uh, he's uh, trying to make the world prosperous. He's not created the war. He wants to defend his homeland. You know, Ukraine is becoming became part of the, uh, you know, war mongers. They want to destroy Russia because the uh, Soviet was being destroyed because of Western. Now they want to destroy Russia. And that is uh, Russian people have to waken and understand this situation. And I think the anyone who complained each other and see it, that's what happening for us when they are destroying us. You have to, young boys like, a, you know, the Russian, they have to wake up and see their country. Not, you know, some of them, they are seeing the Western is a good thing. The Western is only movie. It is not, it's, there is no country. Example, when, uh, before, when I, we are fighting with America, example, myself, yeah. uh, the second, first day we asked, we want to start to, to make war because they are make our general wanted. When first time we want to, you know, make war, uh, create a you know defensive war, they are saying uh, we are, they are just people thinking Americans. Uh, if there are somebody just walking in the streets, he will die. They can put you poison or like that one. Like never. The Americans are weak so society. Even their army is not good fighters because when I fight with them, I saw it. Their army is very weak, huge and but they are weak. They cannot even defend their, their self. Even the, the only they are in the movie, people is carrying only by the movie, by Hollywood. And Hollywood cannot dominate the world. And now everybody understands it. Because in 1993, we wrecked their soldiers in the streets. And we show the world that the America is not, it's not, a, it's not a, it's a human being who you can defend yourself when they are trying to attack you. And this, uh, I think, in 100 by sun, 100 by sun. This conference can create prosperity of the world. And uh, I'm thankful to the Mr. Putin and uh, Ms., uh, Professor Mr. Dugin, where really they are trying to unite the world and make a prosperity. I thank you for them. And really, I appreciate that. That, and the Russian society have, you know, the, uh, the, the leader, without people, cannot be a leader. They have to really raise and defend their homeland. Because you have got paradise, you have got everything. You don't need world anything. World needs you. You have to understand that. That reason you have to defend your right and your your country. And that I always love the way that Mr. Putin I support. Hundred percent. Why I support? Because how is a battery? It's a really battery for his nation. Then our younger generation can take that role and say, oh, how the Putin be in his country? We have to because. When there was uh, the strain uh, Soviet, really Gorbachev, when we are seeing in the media or we see him, he said, we never look, even his, his even I don't know his uh, second name sometimes, I, how we hate him. Because he destroyed the potential of the world and he created us to be bored and to be dominated by West. 
Mr. Saeed, thank you very much once again for your time on Afro Verdict. Now, shifting over a bit south from Kenya, let's welcome Dr. Abdi Wahab Sheikh Abdi Samad, the CEO of the Afro Asia Institute for Strategic Studies based in Nairobi, Kenya. Mr. Abdisama, thank you for joining me on the Afroverde podcast. First off, uh, I would suggest that we start with your overall impression of the Multipolarity Forum and the significance of multipolarity for the African continent. Today is a historic day whereby more than 130 countries are coming together in common cause. That common cause is, uh, you know, to advance the multipolarity, multipolar system because the world is, is fed up a unipolar system. That's why they're coming together to defend their own common common interest. Uh, for the for the for the past thirty years or twenty years, uh, the Ebola system became a liability to the world. In fact, they are going to dismantle one country after the other. Specifically in Africa, Africa, in fact, what we are facing is a is a threat from the Ebola system, whereby the West, the collective collective West, they are willing to. You know, to recolonize Africa. Uh, the new colonialism in Africa is the real. In fact, they are going to, you know, loot the resources of African societies. So they are going to dismantle the African, you know, institutions and African government so they can easily exploit and loot African, you know, resources left, right, and center. That's exactly what they are doing. So coming together and defend and have a common defense against the, what you call the aggression. Of the, of the, of the Unibola system. In fact, it's one of the. It's a long overdue. Shukran, Mr. Abdi Samad. Russia's president recently made a statement uh, addressing the financial system that we have in the world today, saying that it is designed to serve a quote-unquote golden billion. In your opinion, what does the world, what do we need to do to guarantee that the new system offers development opportunities, not just for the select few Western countries, but for all? The global South, together with Africa, they must come together and initiate a system, financial system, which is a parallel to the, what they call a swift core of those guys. Otherwise, if they don't come together, and initiate and establish, you know, a system which is favorable to them, then those guys, they are going, to, they are determined, you know, to destroy the nations. So the issue of the financial system and uh, have, a, you know, a system whereby the global south can come together and do the business together and trade together against what they call those imperialist and uh, you know, system. I think that's, that's exactly what the world now today is required. Particularly in Africa. Africa, Africa, in fact, Africa is not free as we speak right now. Africa is under, under, under occupation by the West. They, they, they can install any government, they can install any puppet government in Africa, anywhere in Africa. Africa, they transform into the military bases, if you look at. You know, you know they have uh, so many military bases in Africa. Why so many base, military bases in Africa? Mainly because... They are going to decolonize Africa. They are going to loot the African resources. They are going to exploit African resources. That's the main issue. As we speak right now in the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo, more than 186, you know, mining, 
Somalia is not better. Senegal is not better. Niger is not better. Mali is not better. Burkina Faso is not better. That's exactly what they are doing right now. Africa fed up. They fed up to, to say the fact. You know, the, the lack of development, the lack of what you need, you know, you know, visionless leaders they're going to install by the West. And that's the, one of the issues Africa they're going to address. Otherwise, you know, Africa is a doom, in fact, to destroy those guys, those evil forces. Thank you, Mr. Abdi Samad. You said that the global South needs to come together with Africa. What international platforms do you think can, uh, well, can assist this process, can facilitate it? Like the, way, like the one we are in right now, first of all, you know, international movements, one of them. Not only for that, we have to initiate, you know, so many movements so that they come together in uh, defending common cause. And uh, unless we do that, unless we, uh, you know, safeguard our interests, unless, you know, the global South and Africa coming together and have a common agenda, have a common, you know, development agenda, have common, you know, financial system, have common what you call a defense pact. And I'm telling you, those guys, they are determined, you know, to destroy the world. They becoming, you know, they, they, their own system became against humanity, in other words. And what's your take on BRICS? What do you think can uh, BRICS do in today's emerging multipolar global architecture, considering that there's now a total of three African countries within the bloc? BRICS is the only hope for Africa. That's why, you know, when the BRICS was born, at least African society, they feel a relief. You know, YMF, World Bank, all those guys, they're trying to intimidate African society. They're, they're trying to intimidate African government so that this they can easily, you know, twist them the way they want. Anyone who against them, they're going to show the door. So, the issue of the, the issue of the BRIC is, is a long overdue. And it's the only hope Africa and, South, and you know, global South have. So, I think I will encourage the African, African societies, African states to join the, 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 the BRICS to, in, to, to enhance and, uh, and advance the agenda of the British, of, of, of the BRICS. And that exactly where the future lies. If the, the BRICS together, the Africa and, uh, and uh, Asia and Latin America come together, which means 80% of humanity now, they're against 20% of humanity. Look, Western media is trying to paint this image of a Russia that is isolated from the international community. What is today's forum and uh, the attendance of all these different countries that we see here today? Tell us about, well, about this narrative. Is basically Russia genuinely isolated or what's the case? West, collective, collective, collective West isolated Russia. But the other countries in the world, in the globe, also isolated the West. Which means when the West isolated, you know, Russia, the, the, the remaining, you know, countries of the, of, of, you know, the remaining countries of, uh, of, of, of the world also isolated the, the, West, the West. That's why, you know, Russia, they don't felt any repercussions concerning the, the, the suction they place on Russia. And that's exactly what, you know, when they realize the world, if the sanction does not affect the Russia, which means the other world, the other, the other world communities coming together, defend the Russia, you know, at least that will create a new impression. 
that impression is anyway you know the 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 issue of the sanctions after sanctions of the west is a is a is it it is it's gone forever it's gone forever and uh, what i'm realizing right now is then there is a the last breath of the, the of the new colonialism but in other words i can say the last kick of the dying horse Dr. Abdi Wahab, Sheikh Abdi Samad, thank you very much for joining us on the Afro-Verdict podcast. Now let's move a little bit west to the country of Uganda. And there we will speak to Dr. Josephine Namugeni, who is a representative of the Rosinka organization, about which she will tell us more right now. So I came here to this forum to represent my organization called Rasinka. It is uh, an organization for Russian ladies who speak in uh, who speak Russian language. So that is the, the the organization that I represent. This organization helps in uh, teaching of the Russian language or spreading the word about Russia, especially the last, through the teaching the Russian language. So we encourage people to learn the Russian language we teach them free of charge we organize different events for children that we encourage the children to take up the language because it's easier when you are a child than when you are an adult and uh, we organize different uh, events lagery mm-hmm. yeah for for maladioji for young people especially those who are 12 but also we organize for children we have uh, for example christmas parties or or any events that are connected with the russian federation we celebrate such events with the children well dr namogeni thank you for joining me on the afrovertic podcast and welcome to well to the multipolarity forum speaking of which What do you think of it? Uh since you are standing here right now with all these uh sounds and vivid colors and everything going on, what's your impression? My impression of today's events, I I love it. Uh, I I realize that we've brought people from all walks of life, from different uh, cultures, from different uh professions, uh people from Africa, different continents generally. And myself I'm from Africa. and um, i know there are other africans who are here so we are all happy to be here especially to join the greater russia i was here in russia some time back so i'm very grateful to be back but most of, most importantly is that russia has brought us all together on this event and i'm sure that uh, this event brings uh, like they called it multi popularity so it it make get, gives us um, a chance to mingle and support Russia. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I've met so many wonderful people uh, at the forum. It's a very, very rich experience. Look, the forum is titled the Multipolarity Forum, right? Why would you say and would you say that multipolarity is important for Africa? I think multipolarity is important for Africa because one, Africa has suffered a lot because of the unipolarity as you know. But when there is multipolarity there is uh it gives options. We look at it gives uh us different v- views and on how to look at how to manage ourselves, how to manage our resources and 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 how to progress going further. 
Okay, okay, no, that's a fair argument. According to Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, today's financial system is designed to serve the interests of the quote-unquote golden billion, the select few. What changes, in your opinion, are necessary to make the global financial system guarantee development, not just for Western countries, but for every single country out there? What needs to be done, for example, in, in, in our countries uh, that are underdeveloped, is to use those resources to develop those countries, not to take away the resources to develop other areas. Like what has been done uh, previously, you realize that they would come to develop us in courts, but then they would take away our resources, develop themselves, or they use those resources and come and sell them to us. So I would think that what needs to be done, especially to improve that, that one billion, is to use the resources that are in those particular countries, for example, in Congo, in South Africa, in my country, Uganda, to develop those particular countries. All right. Well, you know, transferring over to this multipolar architecture isn't an easy thing to do. In your opinion, what platforms can help humanity achieve this? The international, the media is very important, but also we can use other resources like health. You go in the health sector. You remember the time of COVID. There was a the, the, there was a time when we needed to to vaccinate. You know, when you go into health. Myself, I'm from the health sector. That's why I'm mentioning that. But media is very important. You can also use other platforms, like you use the young the young people. You can use uh, sports. You can use all different kind of forums. Dr. Namogeni, since you've mentioned the health sector, perhaps you could tell our listeners a bit about the cooperation that is going on between Russia and uh, your country, Uganda, or well. Africa in general even. In the health sector, what I know about Uganda in my country, I'm not in position to mention that, but I, I, I know that we got the COVID vaccine, for example, from Russia and it was given to us. This is, I know it as, not as a health worker, but as a lay person. I know people who received it. But also Russia has been very supportive in, in, um, in educating health workers from, from between Uganda and, and Russia. So most of us benefited from that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. No, that sounds pretty interesting. Um, jumping back to the topic of multipolarity, Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, has stated that the formation of a new multipolar world faces resistance from the West. What do you think makes Western countries oppose this process? I don't know very well because I'm not so much into politics, but I think it, they could be fearing competition from 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 Russia, the Russian Federation. You know, they want to be like the overall but in a in a in a normal world, there has to be different di- different uh, different views. Each pers- each each of each each person or each group should be left to to have its own views. So I feel maybe the West is is uh, it, 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 it is afraid of competition from this side. Sure, no, that's an interesting perspective as well. I mean, I think it's shared by a lot of people too. Well, let's move away then from the whole political thing. Since you're in the health sector, do you think that specifically in healthcare, is the global south now, including the African continent, is it better off remaining cooperating with the West or is exploring new partners and alternative options the way to go? If you ask me personally, I would think it's better to to, to have alternative, uh, alternative options. Why? You cannot all be depending on one person and especially if... We've developed, we've depended so much on the West and we don't see that we've moved further. So it is, it's high time we have other options. So I think 
Whereas the, the West has been uh, helping us, I don't know whether it has been helping us positively, but I think it is very important for our African, uh, especially the youth, the, 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 south, the southern uh, parts of the world, to think of other alternatives. So we are looking to the East, we are looking to, the, to, to other countries for help. I think that would also help us in our health system. Dr. Namageni, thank you once again for joining me on the Afro Verdict podcast. And uh, that said, I think, well, you guys let me know if you're interested. But I mean, I would love to speak to Josephine about the whole Rosinka establishment in Uganda, what they do, what they're interested in, how they interact with kids and promote the Russian language in the country. I think that will be a great podcast episode as well. So you do let me know what you think uh, in the feedback form on the website or in the comments on the social media platform. Next up, remaining in Uganda, we will get to speak to a member of Parliament of the Republic of Uganda, namely Mr. Alan Atugonza, Member of Parliament, Bulisa constituency of the Bulisa district. He's also a member of the National Economy Committee, as well as a member of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Mr. Atugonza, thank you for joining me on the Afroverted Podcast. And let's start right off with your impression of the Multipolarity Forum and the importance of multipolarity for the African continent. So, uh, thank you very much. Um, it has been good. Um, uh, a lot of knowledge, a lot of learning brought from different uh, presenters. So it, it has really been mind-blogging and uh, a lot of schooling, yeah, in the various topics, history, and uh, the, the, the global south and the north. So it's good. I think multipolarity uh, is the best for our continent, Africa, because uh, it brings us closer to the decision-making table. It, it, it advocates for win-win kind of question. It's advocating for having a say, having equal value, and mutual respect. So it's a good thing, multipolarity is definitely a good thing. This is the one, that's how the world should be for equity. Mr. Atugonza, what do you think should be done uh, internationally to make sure that the global financial system benefits the process of development of all countries instead of the select golden billion as referred to by Russia's President Vladimir Putin? As I said, coming with uh, clean hands, coming on the table with fairness in terms of uh, the purpose and the Mutual, mutual trust. The, now that's how the economic system should also do it. Let, let us have a fair share. Each one should have a fair share of the global cake. Uh, in so doing, then this topic comes up, the topic of economics, the topic of currency, the topic of trade, health, education. It comes in handy. So to, to me, yeah the right thing to do. Yes, no, I absolutely agree with your take on that. Uh, Mr. Atugonza, since you've mentioned, you know, having a fair share, what role do you think should be played by the global south and, well, the African continent in the emerging multipolar global architecture? Oh, there is uh, Africa as a, a powerhouse. It should be one of the powerhouse. Africa is a rich continent. Africa is rich in terms of human resource. 
young population, um, its place in terms of uh, the resources we have. So in terms of Africa and the powerhouse, United Africa is a powerhouse. Okay, and then what international platforms or communities or blocks do you think could uh, facilitate this process? Yeah, yeah we, we have our uh, famous African Union. Uh, uh, that that is, has been a voice of uh, the African people. So, in my view, it will still be and uh, many other organizations which are continental in the nature and are aimed to help humanity, help an African into um, uh, economic transformation yeah, and well-being. Yeah. Yes, no, the, uh, the importance of the African Union cannot be understated. What about BRICS, though? What is your opinion on this block? Yes, uh, BRICS is a, a new and a powerful uh, block. It's a, it's a hope of uh, all of us, even Africa inclusive, we have hope in BRICS to, uh, to, to, to catapult development uh, in Africa and even yeah, further our development agenda yeah, at the continent. All right, MP Alana Tugonza from the Republic of Uganda, thank you very much for joining me. It was an absolute pleasure speaking to uh, such an educated man such as yourself, and good luck with all your ventures. Now, dear listeners, we are going to jump right down to the very southern tip of the continent of Africa, namely to the country of South Africa, and there we will speak to two absolutely brilliant men. First up, Dr. Musawenkosi Mdlule, CEO of World Breaks. Dr. Mdluli, thank you, Ngia Bonga Baba, for joining me on the AfroVerdict podcast. Let's start off with your overall impression of the Multipolarity Forum hosted by Moscow. I'm really impressed. Uh, firstly, I was impressed that the attendance was good. And the first session was very impressive. We had uh, good speakers uh, speaking on different uh, term, uh, uh, topics. I'm very happy that I came here. I'm really impressed because now we're speaking about something new that is happening already in the world, uh, the multipolar world. The world is changing and it's changing very fast. And most speakers, they spoke about that, which was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Mduli, since you've mentioned multipolarity, what do you think is the importance of this concept for the African continent? Very important because uh, what's happening now in the unipolar world was a danger because there was a domination of a few countries and a few individuals. Uh, the world is changing. Multipolar system is going to assist this, uh, Africa, move it out from neocolonialism because the, actually the unipolar world was actually bad for Africa because it was promoting neocolonialism. So the new system will make more countries free and everybody will be able to choose who they can have a relationship with. Yeah. Dr. Mdluli, Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, made a statement in which he said that the current global financial system is designed to serve the interests of the golden billion. What changes do you think are needed to make this system guarantee development for every single country out there, not just the collective West? I think we have to start by changing how world banking works and these uh, multinational companies, how they work. 
they are, they are monopolizing everything in the world. So we need a new system, uh, even a, a new currency, a new banking system with a new SWIFT system to change the whole world. Because now everything is being controlled by a few, especially the wealth of the world. It's being controlled by a few people. So the multipolar system will also affect and change the financial system of the world. And what international uh, bodies or platforms do you think could assist the global south in achieving this goal? I, I think uh, BRICS. BRICS is a very powerful organization that is changing the world. Look, we have new members now that have joined the BRICS. So the, the development of BRICS is actually good for the world. It will promote multipolar system. Uh, we won't be dominated by the U- European Union or the G7, all those G20s. So we have BRICS now. It's a hope. I believe that the BRICS is a hope for multipolar world. In 2024, Russia will be actually the chairman of the BRICS group. Uh, that said, what are your expectations of the Russian leadership? I, I think it's good. Uh, we are very happy that uh, Russia now is going to be the chairman and also show people who wanted to isolate Russia that people never listen to the West that everybody must isolate Russia. We were were very happy about that and we're happy that uh, Russia is becoming a a superpower again. And people in the West or in the world who don't believe it, but uh, Russia has proved that they are a superpower. Who can withstand? Who can survive such isolation, such sanctions? But I see here, yeah, we've been here in Moscow, everything is good. Russia is, is growing economically and other things. And also the attendance here, it shows that Russia is friends in Africa and friends all over the world. We are very happy that Russia is going to be the chairman now. According to Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, the world is facing resistance from the West in terms of creating a multipolar global world order. Why do you think is the West so resistant to this concept? It's because they've been using a unipolar system to dominate dominate the world. They don't want a multipolar system because a unipolar system actually is benefiting the West. Uh, and actually poor countries were suffering because of that. So they know that the wind of change has started. Multipolar system, they will always be against it because it would stop their domination in the world. And lastly, what role do you think will the global south have in this uh, multipolar global architecture? I think, as I mentioned, it's, a, it's going to contribute to the multipolar system and change the whole world. Uh, but I still believe that BRICS is a new movement that is changing the world uh, into a multipolar system. Oh, Dr. Mdluli, you've mentioned that uh, there are more, that, well, there are basically now more African members in BRICS. If we were to speculate that BRICS would accept even more African members, what would this block gain out of that? And what benefits would Africa see from more African members joining the BRICS block? I believe if we have more African countries maybe joining, other countries want to join from Asia and Latin America, but I would love to see a lot of African countries because Africa is not yet free. It's a freedom that has no independent uh, economic benefits. Still, a uh, lot of uh, foreign countries has colonized Africa and they still take the minerals of Africa. So under BRICS, we can develop a lot of uh, African countries. It will be a situation where Africa is not losing their minerals because now their African countries are losing their minerals. They cannot develop their country. But under BRICS, it's a fair 
good organization that everybody is equal. So in under BRICS, then African countries would be able to develop more faster than in the present system. Dr. Mdruli, thank you very much for your important opinion and uh, interesting insights. Now moving over to our last guest, not to offend any of our previous speakers, but, you know, best for last, the honorable and famous Chief Mandela Mandela, the grandson of the legendary Nelson Mandela, Chief of the Inveso Council and member of the South African Parliament. The man, the legend himself. Mr. Mandela, thank you for joining me on the Afroverdi podcast. It's a great honor to have you here with me today. Uh, tell us about your impression of the Multipolarity Forum. Well, for us, it is a very important event uh, to be here as South Africa and part of the BRICS family of countries uh, to ensure that uh, we come and uh, participate and also add our own perspective in terms of uh, what a new uh, multipolar system ought to look like. As uh, you know that uh, we have all uh, been uh, experiencing or suffered from colonialism and Western imperialism. And it is a high time that uh, we shift to a, uh, from a unipolar kind of system where it's dominated by one force or a region uh, to that uh, that is uh, focusing on more a multipolar system where we can all have an equal voice and participation. Russia's president recently made a statement in which he said that today's financial system is designed to serve the quote-unquote golden billion. What changes do you think are needed to make this global system guarantee development, not just for Western countries, but for all? Well, we, the old uh, financial systems, the IMF or even the World Bank, uh, have uh, proven to uh, serve the interests of the West. Uh, they have ensured that they keep uh, 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 impoverished countries uh, continuously poor and they're not getting out of uh, debt. And then in this uh, regard, uh, we have had to look at alternative uh, means uh, of uh, uh, financial uh, institutions. And we are proud in the BRICS uh, family of countries that we have been able to establish a BRICS bank, which gives an alternative to the IMF and the World Bank. And I believe uh, there is much more that can be done in that uh, space in terms of uh, seeing other financial institutions out of a multipolar system imagine. What benefits were dignitaries to this new system experience? Well, uh, you will, uh, for one, be able uh, to move away from the type of uh, veto system that we are seeing in the Security Council, where one permanent member state is able to veto anything in favor of its allies. And uh, that uh, is uh, not helping us be able to ensure that there is peace and stability in, in the global community. In this regard, a more multipolar system will ensure that we all have an equal participating participation and we can able to add our voices. Russia has been supportive of the idea of reforming the United Nations Security Council. What do you think will adding new African members to the UNSC do for the international community? Well, uh, as uh, uh, our uh, hero on the African continent, Muammar Gaddafi, once said, Africa needs to come as a collective, speak as a united Africa with one voice. 
And therefore, we want to ensure that uh, Africa is able to play a significant role in the Security Council and be able to have representation. And so uh, other uh, uh, regions, particularly the Asian Tigers and Latin America, if we want to spread it broadly. And we believe that once we ensure that the Security Council uh, has been uh, brought to reforms, including the United Nations itself, we will be able to ensure that uh, there is an equal say and an equal participation. To many countries and speakers out there, the concept of a multipolar world, you know, it doesn't seem like such a bad idea. Different parties will have an equal voice in the global arena for starters. Why do you think is the West so opposed to this idea? Well, uh, it's uh, pretty obvious uh, because uh, the Western imperialism has always thrived on a... Uh, uh, keeping uh, poor and developing uh, countries uh, uh, extremely poor. They have uh, continuously uh, siphoned out resources, particularly from Africa, in building their own uh, industries. Uh, Europe and uh, America was built on slavery out of uh, Africa. It was built on resources out of Africa. And therefore, they would be opposing to a multipolar system which will be able to stand against them. They've continuously been able to effect regime change in Latin America and Africa and destabilize many regions. What you are seeing today in the Middle East uh, with uh, the genocide, war crimes and crimes against humanity, against Palestinians in Gaza and all over occupied Palestine, emphasizes what we uh, are speaking about moving away from a unipolar system dominated by America, which continues to uh, support uh, Israel's uh, apartheid Israel in whatever extreme that they adopt. And in this regard, we believe that this is the right path that uh, President Putin is advocating for. It is high time that we move to a more a multipolar world system. Mr. Mandela, we are truly living in uh, historic times as we experience and observe a new multipolar global architecture being formed around us. In this system, what is the role of the Global South in your opinion? Well, uh, the Global South is a, a strong uh, force and we need to ensure that uh, we are able to bring about balance in uh, uh, global uh, politics and in the global community, particularly as advocates uh, for uh, peace. And I think in that regard, we can be able to utilize our own experiences from the struggle for liberation to ensure that uh, we are able to deal with the challenges that uh, uh, when you become a liberation movement, you are often seen as a terrorist. And this is uh, the uh, uh, issues that we need to speak to and ensure that uh, we are understood when we speak about self-determination, what does that mean? All right, for sure. I mean, and uh, what about, in your opinion now, global international platforms and bodies, organizations that amplify the voice of the global south? Well, uh, like I've said, uh, we as South Africa have found uh, the space uh, to be able to fully participate in uh, the BRICS uh, family of countries. And that has enabled us uh, to be able to also open doors to other countries to come into BRICS. But also, I think uh, that uh, non-alignment movement, we are able to ensure that uh, we can really more support in that regard. So these are kind of platforms that we have been able to utilize 
to express our own uh, uh, point of views. South Africa's elections are to be held on the 29th of April as announced by President Ramaphosa. In your opinion, as a member of parliament, what will the outcome of the elections have on South Africa's foreign policy? Well, we are continuously ensuring that uh, we uphold uh, our uh, foreign policy in the same manner we did uh, throughout uh, the past 30 years. As you know, that it was President uh, Nelson Mandela, founding father of our nascent democracy, that said our foreign policy is simply uh, uh, based on uh, uh, how a country treated our own struggle for liberation. That's the attitude we will have to that uh, country. And therefore, we continue in that uh, light to ensure that those that supported us during our darkest days in our struggle for liberation continue to be our closest friends. According to South Africa's Minister of Foreign Affairs, uh, Naledi Pandor, an Israeli intelligence agency has been sending threats in connection to the United Nations court proceedings initiated by South Africa against Israel. What is your opinion on that? Well, uh, we have uh, suddenly uh, started getting the backlash out of that. As you can see that uh, particularly in the portfolio that I serve in uh, in parliament, that is agriculture, land reform and rural development, already some of uh, the Israeli companies are not uh, importing grapes from South Africa. And uh, we did expect that backlash, but we will not be silenced by that. We will continue advocating for the Palestinian struggle and ensuring that we bring uh, the Zionist apartheid state of Israel to be accountable for the genocide, war crimes and crimes against humanity that they've been perpetuating for the past 76 years against the Palestinians. Thank you, Mr. Mandela. And uh, lastly, Russia will be chairing BRICS in uh, well this year, 2024. What are your expectations of the bloc for this year? Well, uh, we know that uh, with uh, uh, BRICS being held here in Russia, we will uh, have a big delegation out of South Africa coming to support uh, that. But also it is an important uh, uh, forum to uh, come and participate in particularly as uh, President uh, Putin has been advocating for a multipolar uh, system. And we need to see as to how we are advancing that and how it can actually translate into action so that these uh, forums don't just become uh, platforms of uh, making speeches, but with no real action being implemented. My ultimate and final question, Mr. Mandela, throughout the sessions during the Multipolarity Forum, did you hear any interesting ideas ideas uh, or concepts that may have captured your attention? Well, uh, there was an input uh, that was made uh, that uh, sovereignty and the multipolar system mustn't just only look at the uh, sovereignty of state, but the sovereignty of financial institutions and that we need to be able to own our own reserve banks. So that was uh, quite a, a real uh, input that uh, had an impression on me. Well, as we come to the close of this episode, the echoes of the Multipolarity Forum still resonate. The voices of the African delegates were heard today leave a lasting impression. Voices that speak of hope, ambition and a yearning for a more equitable world order. I'd just like to say that the journey towards a multipolar world is complex fraught with challenges, but also brimming with potential and opportunity. Africa stands at the forefront of the transformation, ready to seize the opportunities and navigate the uncertainties. 
Keep in mind that this episode has only scratched the surface of this multifaceted topic. So I encourage you to continue exploring, to seek out diverse perspectives and to engage in meaningful conversation about the future of our world with your friends and colleagues. Thank you for joining me on this journey. To get details about the Multipolarity Forum in Moscow, check out Sputnik Africa's Telegram channel and TikTok account. As for other episodes, feel free to rewind on popular podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Afripods, Pocket Casts, Castbox, and Podcast Addict. That's that for today's episode, everyone. This is your host, Victor Anakin, signing off, and I'll see you next time. Afro Verdict. Brought to you by Sputnik Africa.